I'm your host, Aaron Rittmaster. Welcome to the Man Cave, where we're recording the Diz Dads podcast, episode number 17, talking about Walt Disney World tours. With me tonight are Chris Carroll, also known as Diz Dad Doc, and CJ Fergola, CJ9200 on the boards. And gentlemen, uh, I'm glad I've got you here. I'm uh, a little inexperienced when it comes to the world of Walt Disney World tours, but you all have uh, each experienced Walt Disney World tours, so I'm going to defer to your expertise here. First thing I think we should do is, is kind of give people an idea of what kinds of tours are available at Walt Disney World. Well, um, I can answer that, Aaron. This is Chris. Um, there are um, really two types of tours that are available. There's the backstage tours where you go behind the scenes and you see kind of the nuts and bolts about how Disney works. Um, and then there's the, uh, the, the onstage tours. Um, we've done mostly onstage tours. Um, we've done um, the, uh, the Wild Africa Trek. We've done the behind the, um, we've done the, the, uh, uh, the Disney Family Magic Tour. We've done uh, the Segway Tour. The, uh, the Living Seas Tour. Um, but those are tours that, uh, you know, the advantage of doing those tours is you are really um, in front of the house and you can take your little kids on those tours. Some of the older tours where you go backstage, you really have to be 16 or above to go on those tours. And with smaller children, those just aren't really available to us. Right, right. Well, let's let's focus first on those uh, you know tours that that anybody could go on and and talk about kind of favorite tours for families with children. Um, and and one tour that I've heard referred to as a really great sort of um, introduction to a Walt Disney World tour is um, actually a, a tour that goes somewhat behind the scenes, but that smaller children or younger ch- younger kids are able to do, which is the Behind the Seeds tour um, at Epcot. Uh, Chris, if I remember right, you, you've done Behind the Seeds. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes, we just did that. Um, it's a lot of fun. You are sort of behind um, behind the scenes, but since the the boats on the um, uh, in the Epcot Center, the boats that go on the the, the Living with the Land tour, um, will go right in front of you. You're really not uh, off stage. You're on stage the whole time. So they do give you a little advice about being on stage when you go on those tours. But you can take really young children on those tours. Um, I don't believe there's any age limit on those tours. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, behind the scenes, it doesn't appear to be a, an age-limited tour. Um, as a matter of fact, it even looks like kids under three are free. Uh, yeah. I don't see anything about uh, a requirement that kids be at least three. I can imagine that you might get a little bored if you're under three, but um, they do a lot of things that really engage kids, even as young as um, three, five, seven years old. Um, You start out the tour and uh, you go to see kind of their grow houses and their greenhouses. Um, So they have things that are geared towards adults where they talk about the um, hydroponics and how they grow plants without... um, without soil. So it's a little bit more expanded version of what you would get on the, um, the, the, the land tour. But uh, they also do things like they will let you um, release some, uh, uh, some ladybugs and aphids into the environment. Um, they let you try some of the vegetables they've grown. 
Um, they uh, they let you feed uh, some of the fish and see the uh, the alligators they grow behind the sea the scenes there. So you do get to see a lot more um, of their um, of their uh, uh, the what is available there at the land. They also have a great program on container gardening. So if you happen to be there during the um, during the Epcot Flower and Garden Show, there's um, quite a lot that they talk about about um, about uh, their container gardening and how they use all the uh, the vegetables and fruit that they grow there in the restaurants at Epcot. Right, right. Yeah, and and you know it's it's a really nice uh, introduction to tours because it's got those hands-on components because that it's available to kids of every age and because the price is really reasonable. Um, the behind the seeds tour is is eighteen dollars for Disney adults, and I, I use the word Disney adults because according to Disney, you're an adult at age ten. Um, but uh, eighteen dollars for adults, fourteen dollars for children, free for kids under three, and uh, there are even some discounts on top of that if you're a, an annual pass holder or a, a DVC member. And another great advantage about that tour is you don't have to book it six months in advance. Um, we went. Uh, during a busy time of year, we went April break when uh, during Easter week, so one of the busiest weeks of the year, and we just walked up and took the tour. Um, we didn't, you know, we didn't reserve it. We walked up about 20 minutes before the tour started and said we'd like to sign up, and they said, "Okay, wait over here." So, um, you know, it's something you can really decide to do at the spur of the moment. Yeah, um, and and so that's that's kind of the the good. I, I would say the best introduction to tours um, in Epcot. In the Magic Kingdom, they also have a, a tour that is an opportunity, or uh, that offers an, a touring opportunity to family with with younger children. Uh, it's open to all ages, and that's the uh, Family Magic Tour in the Magic Kingdom. And I understand, uh, CJ, you experienced the the Family Magic Tour a while back. Many years ago, um, my daughter was uh, about five at the time, and and that that tour is is suitable for. Kids of all ages, they suggest four and above, but you could take, you know, um, uh, younger kids if you wanted to. Um, it is outside, but it is centered uh, all on stage. Uh, you don't really go backstage. And, and the whole theme of the, of the tour is that, that you're out to save the uh, Magic Kingdom from an evil villain, and in our case, it was Hook. Um, and what they do is they, they take you throughout the Magic Kingdom. It, it's, it's a lot of walking. Uh, like I said, it's outside all the time, so, or pretty much all the time. So you want to be prepared for that. Um, they give you some light, uh, what I call light info on the tour. It's not really history-centric, but, but they do throw little tidbits of the Magic Kingdom and uh, you know little nuances, hidden Mickeys and things like that. Uh, and you do you play these games as you go around the uh, uh, the Magic Kingdom? For instance, um, one kid is picked to uh, lead the group in a, a, a silly walk thing, where where you know you have to make up a, a silly walk, and everybody has to do it and follow you along. And well, of course, there's an entire ministry of silly walks, isn't there? Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's that's what it made me think of. And of course, when when my daughter was picked to lead it, she just took off running, and you know I practically <laughs> dropped the camera chasing her. But, 
um, it was really fun. And, and you, you, you do things like uh, when we did it, you would go into Cosmic Rays and you'd have to sneak up and the kids were actually crawling, uh, you know, or hunched back to the stage. And when everybody gets to the stage, you, the kids pop up and say, hi, Sonny. And um, then, you know, uh, you go to Fantasyland and um, since this was, or I'm sorry, Adventureland, and since this was... Um, uh, hook themed. Uh, we stood in front of Pirates of the, Car uh, of the Caribbean and said something along the line of uh, "Hook, Captain Hook is a dirty bird," and all of the kids <laughs> scream that. Um, you end up in Fantasyland, uh, where Al pops, or when we did it, Al popped uh, uh, Peter Pan, and he's there for the kids to sign autographs, take pictures, interact with the kids. It's a really good interaction with the kids. And then he took us for um, our own tour of uh, of uh, his ride, Peter Pan's ride. So it it, it it was a lot of fun. We hit. My daughter was the youngest one there, but but uh, she really enjoyed it, even at that age. And you know, they make it fun. They make it interesting. Parents are encouraged to participate and, and look silly at times, but that's all part of the fun. So it would save us a nice. It's a nice whole family uh, tour that you can take. So again, the, it seems that the the key really to these um, tour experiences that are are good for the younger kids are, are these interactive elements where they really do engage the kids in the you know what's going on with the tour and and all of that. Um, there are a number of tours then that have uh, age limits requiring kids to be eight or ten years old. Uh, for the experience, and um, you know, then then that's kind of the the next level from everybody is eight years old. Then there are some ten year old, and uh, on up from there. Basically, it seems to me that the the older the age requirement, the more uh, backstage the experience is. As we've mentioned, um, the issue really is is Disney's insurance. Um, yeah. You know, you know the the insurance folks don't like it when um, younger kids who might not have the the same level of self control or or responsibility are in areas where um, yeah you know, things could happen if they if they weren't paying attention if they weren't aware. Um, I, don't to, I don't want to change the subject, but I wonder how much the Disney Family Magic Tour is going to change with the new um, uh, saucer. Great question. Uh, yeah. Thing. Yeah. We did uh, we did the Disney Family Magic Tour about two years ago. It doesn't sound like it's changed much in 13 years. Um, okay. But it was a, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a real you know it was a scavenger hunt. It was a treasure hunt for the kids. They went around and they had to solve puzzles and games and it, and great fun um, and much less educational than the behind the seeds tour. Um, but. Uh, I wonder how much it's going to change with that new experience. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that because I was thinking the same thing as CJ was describing the tour. Um, and, and if I had to speculate, I would say that uh, I, I think I think that what, what you're going to likely see is that the new uh, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom piece is, is going to be, first of all, a little more self-directed, um, a little more unstructured. Um, it, the, the best analog I've heard so far for it has been that it's, it's somewhere between 
the Family Magic Tour and a Kim Possible Adventure. Um, you know, you, it, it has to be somewhat more simplified simply because you won't have a guide. Right. It, it reminded me a lot of um, the uh, King, the Kingdom Keepers series when I was doing the um, the Family Magic Tour. It seemed a lot like that, like you were defending the Magic Kingdom from. They didn't use the word evil or um, the overlords, uh, or, uh, but uh, but you were defending the Magic Kingdom. Right, and that certainly is the message of of source or the sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. Um, but like I said, I, I think that that while the, they'll share a theme, um, the experience will still be different. Hmm. Well, I'm very much looking forward to that. I hope it's open uh, next time I get there. Aside from from those two, um, Chris, I think there's one other tour you said that you, that you'd brought your your kid on. Um, which one yeah. was that? Um, we've. Uh, there's a, there's a couple of them actually. We brought uh, I'll save the um, one of them for, for later. But the one that I brought two of my children on are the is the uh, the uh, the Aqua Tour at the um, the Living Seas Pavilion. Um, I brought two of my children, uh, my uh, son uh, on his eighth birthday. Uh, this was now four years ago, and he was at the time they claimed he was the youngest kid ever to do it. Um, but they probably were just using a little bit of Disney magic well, there. He, I, I think they're probably right because if he did it on his eighth birthday, um, you have to be eight years old to do the Seas Aqua Tour. Right, right. So by definition, if he did it on his birthday, he was the youngest yep. kid to do it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they, they were not optimistic that he was going to make it. There were a couple of older teenagers and older adults that um, were terrified of going into that tank, and uh, they were not optimistic that he was going to make it. He just dove right off and put the regulator in his mouth and swam away. But, um, you know, it is, it is definitely a tour you can do with an 8-year-old. You do need a brave 8-year-old to do it because you are getting in the tank with the fish um, and uh, that and, and with the sea turtles and the rays and they come right up to you. And well, and like- and and the other piece to this, and it's important to mention, is that you are using a, a supplied air snorkel system. You don't; it's not scuba, but you you are breathing underwater, which right. some kids at that age are, are a little shy about. Right. It, it is. Um, so they give you they give you a nice uh, intro to that. They spend about forty five minutes doing an educational program before you go in the water, but then you know you're all of a sudden in the water. Um, you put on a wetsuit, which is buoyant, so you cannot sink. Um, and in fact, they tell the kids that if you ever feel scared or upset, you just lean back and your head pops out of the water and you're floating on your butt. Um, and it works really well for them. Um, and uh, you know, a number of times. Uh, you know, I did it, and the kids can do it, and they just lean back. But it is, you you are right. It, you are breathing through um, what looks and feels like to the children a scuba regulator. Um, and so it, it does take a little bit of effort. I think they're easier to breathe through than your typical snorkel, but um, but it does uh, it does take a little bit of skill. Okay, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about the uh, experiences available in the Living Sea uh in the in a later segment, um, CJ's and going to talk a, a bit about doing the dive quest tour, which is uh, requires you to be a little bit older and, and does require scuba certification. Um, and you, you said that there was one other. Uh, you did the the seas aqua tour with your children. Oh, and, and then the other one was uh, the uh, the wild Africa trek. Okay, and and we'll save that because we're going to get a full review of that at the end of the show. Okay. 
Um, so th this seems then to be a good time to, to take a little break because uh, it, it seems that, that CJ has managed to go this far without having been the subject <laughs> of a Diz Dad's 10 questions. And yeah, so, that's, uh, that's true. CJ, I'm going to have to ask you to mount the hot seat. All right, let's go. All right, so 10 questions with CJ Fergola. CJ, where do you live and what do you do for a living? Uh, I live in Miami, Florida. Um, I'm a nonprofit fundraiser, uh, raising uh, cash for for needed uh, organizations out there. Um, I call myself a professional beggar. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, describe your family for us. It's um, myself and my daughter. Uh, I'm a single dad. She's uh, 17. Got her license yesterday. Uh, drove to school today for the first time. Uh, and, and hey, you're still alive. And uh, she she's still alive in the car. Is there's no dents and things like that. Very good. But it, it was a harrowing experience for me. Um, and right now she'll be she's applying to college. She'll be uh, leaving in the fall, next fall to uh, go to college. Okay. G gives me more time for uh, trips. <laughs> And uh, what's your favorite off-the-beaten-path location in Walt Disney World? There's a number of them. Um, I would have to say uh, the area by the, the moats at, uh, uh, by the castle, you know, there's that walkway down there. Um, it's nice and peaceful and quiet. And, you know, if you need to have, make a phone call or just chill a little bit, you can do that. I also like the, there's a, in Animal Kingdom, there's a, a, a seating area by uh, uh, Flame Tree Barbecue that, that goes into the, the wooded area and you're by the water and it, it's very relaxing. But, you know, that's just off the top of my head. If you ask me tomorrow, there would be two different ones. <laughs> well, what can we expect? You know, you're, you're one, of our, uh, one of our veteran travelers. Uh, I'm I'm very blessed to to be able to go uh, as many times as I as uh, as we do. The next question is: What is your least favorite place at Walt Disney World? <laughs> well, I'm, sh I'm sure everybody answers, and and I've heard this answer before. It's got to be um, it's a small world. But since everybody did, <laughs> since everybody does that, um, I would have to say uh, poo. And the reason was, uh, went with uh, friends for Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, and I took all the kids in one car, and um, it broke down. And it was the Tigger Bouncing area, and oh. uh, <laughs> you know, I had you know four kids, uh, aging from you know six to to eight or nine, and. Trying to keep them entertained. Meanwhile, the the, uh, the other parents were in the next car laughing uncontrollably. <laughs> so I would have to say, "Pooh" would be my, my most dramatic. And every time we walk by, my daughter looks at me and giggles. So you get, remember when we got stuck on Pooh? So there's a joke there, but this is a family. Yeah. <laughs> All right, CJ. Who is your favorite animated Disney character? Um, it's got to be the mouse. You know, he started it all. Uh, you know, Walt said it all started with the mouse, and uh, and 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 Mickey is 
is the king and the the, the icon of, of of Disney. What sound or noise do you love? Uh, we were just at the Poly, and um, we we're you're outside and you're listening to um, I guess this is a water theme uh, today. But you're listening to the the streams go by and the little waterfalls and 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 uh, things like that. Uh, either that or my daughter's screaming uh, on uh, uh, Expedition Everest. That's always a great thrill. <laughs> what sound or noise do you hate? I'm going to go back to small. <laughs> <laughs> that um, may be a first. Uh, although all right, everybody does that too. So um, we were, I was in an elevator with, with two adults and they were giggling and, and one said, you know, I can't get the Tiki song out of my head. And they started singing it and I told them thanks, but now I have it stuck in my <laughs> head. So that, that can be annoying too. Yeah. What career other than your own would you like to attempt? I've always wanted to uh, to to travel so like a uh, you know a, a tour agent type of thing not not booking tours but actually uh, giving the tours you know in you know various locations um, you know working in a vineyard in in Florence would be in Tuscany would be pretty cool what job would you most not like to do one summer, I was working with my brother-in-law doing construction, and for two weeks, we tarred roofs in August in, in South Florida with, with tar. It was um, not an enjoyable experience, and, and I would never, ever do, want to do that again. And finally, if you could be a Disney cast member for one year, and only one year, what job would you want to do? Probably something um, of a frontline position. Somebody, somebody in, in that's that's out interacting with with the guests, uh, you know, haunted mansion or uh, uh, one of the ride operators where you're interacting with the guests would be a, a, a cool thing to do. I would think. Well, thank you very much, CJ. You have survived the hot seat. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Good job. Thanks, sir. Now, to, to get back to uh, talking about tours, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the, the uh, you know, sort of more age-limited tours. And uh, one of those that, that both of the panelists here have experienced is the... Uh, uh, well, actually, I, I'm sorry, Chris. Have you done the the uh, the dive quest tour or only the the aqua tour? No, I didn't do the dive quest. Uh, I only did the aqua tour. My okay. children are not um, scuba scuba certified. Okay, so for kids, if you've got kids ten or up who are scuba certified, so that probably excludes most ten year olds. Um, but ten and up and scuba certified, there's sort of a next level above the uh, the Seas Aqua Tour, and that's the Epcot Dive Quest. Um, CJ, why don't you tell us some about your experience with the Epcot Dive Quest? Um, it's it's similar to the Aqua Tour, but you're in the water. Um, it's about two and a half hours. Um, I think the uh, the price is uh, 
$150, but there's all sorts of discounts. It's actually for, for, the undiscounted price is now 175 per person. Okay, it's gone up. Yeah. Uh, when I did it, it was 150 and I think I paid 120 so that's gone up since then. Um, like you said, you have to be 10 years or, years or older, and you have to be a certified scuba uh, diver, um, which, you know, is not easy to do, but it's not overwhelming to do. Um, so you start out, it's a two and a half hour tour, and it, and it starts you out in front of um, Epcot uh, on the right hand side, where you're met with a couple of cast members. They uh, check your certification card. They they look you up and down and and say small, medium, extra large, uh, and that's for all of your equipment. Uh, and uh, after that's done, they take everybody behind the scenes. You go through that side entrance there on the right and you're immediately you walk to where the uh, uh, backstage area for the Living Seas is all of the holding tanks all of uh, uh, they have a a, uh, a containment tank for newly acquired uh, species to, or, uh, to make sure that they're not uh, contaminated and won't contaminate the, the whole uh, rest of the aquarium so you go through there and, and you go backstage and it's very, it's backstage, one of the things that surprised me, it's very spartan. You know, there's there's no carpeting, there's no, you know, the hallways are narrow, uh, there's bulletin boards all over the place and, and it's, it, it's, it's, it, it's very spartan. You can tell the difference between on and off stage. Sure. So you, you go up, you go upstairs and, and in this conference room and you sign your life away, you know, if, I, <laughs> if I'm, I, I promise not to sue if I get eaten by a shark or anything like that. And uh, they show you an info film, which basically that's part of the, if you buy the video at the end, and I'll get to that, um, the first part of that is is that video where it tells you uh, what, the, what you're about to experience, what you're going to do reinforces the fact that you're not to touch the animals. If they come up to you or if they brush up against you, that's okay. But you don't swim to try to catch them. You don't uh, uh, do anything to interrupt their movement. But again, if they bump into you. So you, you go there and then you go to a, uh, a shower area. There's a men's and women's, obviously. And when you go into that area, the... Uh, uh, they have all your gear out. They give you a key for a locker. You change. The only thing you really need to bring is a wetsuit, or I'm sorry, a a bathing suit, not a wetsuit, a bathing suit. But they have uh, booties and masks, fins, snorkels, things like that. Um, anything you're gonna really need. We brought our own masks because we're comfortable with them. So you change. You put up. You take all of your jewelry off. They don't allow any jewelry except if it's a wedding band that can't come off and you uh i got a little ahead of myself then you go see the film then you go up to um where you're going on stage and they emphasize when you when we open this door you're an honorary cast member in other words you're on stage you're representing uh the walt disney company and they open the door and we parade out in this line in in wetsuits and and you know this gear and stuff holding our gear 
And immediately, it's like the paparazzi at the Oscars. Everybody turns around and starts flashing pictures and and uh, you know pointing and things like that. My daughter, when she first did it, got a big charge out of it. So you go up the stairs into the into the main aquarium area. They have all your gear, uh, your tank uh, uh, lined up. You meet the dive master. He goes through everything again. You don the gear if you need it, have any help or anything. Uh, they do it. Uh, and it's it's a super easy dive. So you so you put on the gear, you go out, you go down as a group, you follow the leader, and while you're you're following him, you get a, a videographer is is filming the the group and individuals. So you go through like this coral swim through. It's a fake coral swim through, but it's a coral swim through. Uh, you go into um, the air bell thing that I call it, where you uh, the uh, in the middle of the tank, and and when you get up there, you can take off your mask and regulators, and then you go back on. And once you've done with that, it's it's your time. You can go wherever you want, do whatever you want um, within the boundaries. You can't go over where the dolphins are, um, and you just swim with the fishes. And they have uh, sharks, they have rays, they have uh, a couple of huge turtles, and of course assorted tropical fish there um, but what my daughter and I really enjoyed was the playing with the crowd that's you know watching <laughs> it. It, it was it was exciting if, if I'm not going too long but the, there was this one one time the second time we did it we swam by the coral uh, uh, reef restaurant and there was this little girl sitting right by the the window and, and I waved at her, and she waved meekly at me. And so I waved really hard, then she waved really hard, then I waved both hands, and she waved both hands, and I did a flip, and then she spun around in her chair. And when we <laughs> left, she was, she was giggling, the parents were smiling. It was, it, it, you actually felt like a cast member, and it was, it was so cool. Um, so you get, the dive's about 40 minutes. You, you swim around, you do, you do like I said, you want to explore the fish, you want to play with the fish, or not play with, but you want to see them, you do that. You want to interact with the crowd, you do that. It's, uh, there's plenty of time to do that. Once the dive's over, the dive master hits, hits some rocks together, you all meet, go back up, uh, swim to the platform, take the gear up, and then go to a debriefing. And um, they stamp your logbook if uh, you bring it. Um, and everybody talks about the dive. They have refreshments, hot cocoa, coffee, things like that. Um, and uh, you basically wait there. They give you your T-shirt, and um, you have the option to buy the video, which, of course, you know, I bought the video. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's a really neat experience. Um, you know, we dive a lot. Living in South Florida, you know, we have the Florida Keys right near us. We dive a lot. So... We were more interested in in playing with the people. Um, the other groups, the part of the other group that was with us, were th the only diving they had done were were like lakes and rock quarries and things like that. And they were amazed at the at the marine life. So it's yeah, you get you know two different perspectives uh, sure. depending on what you want to do. It was it was a lot of fun. We've done it twice, so you know it's fun. Sounds great. And, yeah. uh, and so, um, Chris, you, you've done some 
you know, different kinds of more adult-focused tours, um, one of which that you talked about uh, pretty enthusiastically was the um, one of the Segway tours in Epcot. Yeah, we did the um, the Epcot around the wor- the Segway around the world tour in Epcot. Um, this is a this is a tour where you have to be over sixteen. I believe it's uh, you have the prices in front of you, but I believe it's about ninety nine a person. You got it, ninety nine dollars a person. And uh, they do have discounts available, DVC, AAA, um, that you can get. Uh, you do need to book it a fair amount of time in advance. Um, I don't think you necessarily need to do the six month calling at seven in the morning uh, thing, but I think uh, you do need to book it ahead a few months, uh, especially if you're going during a busy time. Uh, one thing that I'm going to mention about this tour before we get too far ahead, because um, myself and some of the other dads might appreciate this heads up in advance, and that is that that in addition to being uh, 16 years or older, there's also a weight limit. Um, there is a weight limit. You have to weigh at least 100 pounds and no more than 250. That is correct. Um, I can say that uh, they don't actually weigh you. Um I'm uh, I'm not exactly a light guy. Um, I'm not quite 250, but they didn't they didn't weigh me. They didn't check. Um, there were guys on the tour that were my size, maybe a little bit larger. They didn't check either. But you know, you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> so they take you in. They they give you sort of an in, uh, a, a orientation to uh, riding a Segway to start right. with. So you go, yes, you check in at Epcot, um, and then uh, you go to uh, one of the interventions, the intervention that has the, or had the um, the mini Segway tour there, and they run you through a Segway orientation where they um, basically test you out on the Segway. Uh, they put you on it, um, and they run you through a little obstacle course. They make you go back and forward. Um, and uh, see how you do around this obstacle course before they take you out into the real world. It takes about a half hour or so to do that part of the training. If the um, if actually it's raining and there's foul weather outside, they will still still do that part of the training, and then I think they they um, they cancel the rest of the tour. And I'm not sure if you get your money back for doing that or not. Um, but uh, fortunately, the time we did it, it was a beautiful day. You go generally early in the morning, um, so before the park opens. I believe the tours are um, run from around 7.30 in the morning until closer to 9 in the morning. So if you are doing um, the 9 o'clock tour, and it's, a, it's about an hour and a half tour, you'll be out there um, as, uh, as the park opens. Um, so you will be on stage uh, and waving to people. So they do give you some instructions on how to be on stage. Um, but by the time you get to the um, the uh, the future world, excuse me, the um, world showcase part of Epcot, it's not open yet. So you're there by yourself. So they do the training session um, to start with, and then after they've done the training session, they lead you out into Epcot. They actually stop and you go to the bathroom. Um, just to make sure they don't have to stop again. And then uh, and then you go out and you go uh, start to go around Epcot. Um, you, uh, they take you all the way around. Um, you, you go in a um, clockwise way. Um, they will stop and give you uh, some little uh, 
tidbits of information about each site, about the designers, about some of the history. Um, they actually have two guides with you. They have someone who ride, who sits in the, who's in the front of the line and someone who's in the back of the line, uh, so that people don't get lost. Um, the, uh, and it's really a spectacular view. Uh, you're about 18 inches higher than you would normally be at Epcot and you, you know, it's just, it's spectacular. You notice things that you never noticed. Sure. Um, imagine, right. imagine just getting to walk around any Disney park a foot and a half taller. Right. And with nobody there, it, you know, even though you're, you know, you're kind of scooting around going a little faster than you would be when you walk, you just really get to see the detail and the theming that is, you know, spectacular about Disney world. Um, they stop you at, uh, at, in Italy, and they take some nice pictures with um, the uh, uh, that are beautiful, right against the backdrop of um, the uh, the future world there. Uh, and then you go all the way around, uh, and you you kind of depending on how long you've um, you've stayed at certain places uh, and how much uh, detours they've taken to show you in little nooks and crannies around Epcot, uh, they may have to go faster once you round um, the uh, uh, the uh, once you round the America uh, pavilion but um, but you go all the way around and then you um, you end back in interventions again it, it's it's a lot of fun um, it's they're not segways are not hard to ride um, we uh, we yeah, all that was my people. question I'm sorry that was my question I'm a, I'm a bit of a clutch. Yeah, we had young people. Um, all our, all the people who were on the tour with us, we had. Uh, there were only um, six people on the tour with us, and uh, my wife, myself, and two other couples, and they were all fairly young, um, under forty certainly, uh, and nobody had issues with um, with balance or maneuvering. Um, you know, uh, I've I've read that before on the boards that uh, some. Um, Older people, in particular, have had issues with balancing. I would say if you can do um, some of the the Wii Motion Plus or the Wii Balance Board thing, then you can do this. It's uh, <laughs> it might be a challenge for me. Yeah, so go out, go out and buy yourself a balance board for the Wii, CJ, and uh, your daughter can show you how to use it. Sure, she can. <laughs> Um, and then moving from the Epcot tour experiences to the Magic Kingdom. Um, You've done some adult. Did, did you do an adult tour in the Magic Kingdom as well? Uh, no, I did not. I did oh, okay. The, I misremembered. Yeah, no. The, the the other tour I did was the Wild Africa Trek tour. Okay, we're going to get to that in just one minute. I, I do want to mention that sort of the 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 creme de la creme behind the scenes tour uh, that none of us have had the opportunity to do yet is Disney's Keys to the Kingdom tour. Um, it's a long tour. It's more than three hours. It's pretty much, you know, your day at the Magic Kingdom or a good chunk of it. Um, and it's a really, you've got to, you have to be at least 16 because they take you into a lot of the behind the scenes areas. You get to see sort of what goes on behind the rides. Um, I've heard some people say that they wish they hadn't done the tour because they prefer, you know, to just think it works like magic. Um, but most, the vast majority of people, um, say that, that they really, you know, 
appreciated the park that much more when they saw the guts of it and, and how yeah. it really worked. And there, there are sort of two levels here to it. There's the, the four and a half hour uh, Keys to the Kingdom tour. And then if you're really ready to dig in deep and see, you know, all of the, you know, as much of the backstage as they let the public see, um, there is a seven hour long backstage magic tour that uh, is is sort of the, uh, the the theme park junkies version of the uh, the Magic Kingdom tour, um, and that's the, the also one of the more expensive tours at two hundred twenty nine dollars a person. But again, it's it's a unique experience. It includes uh, you know it includes lunch. It includes a, a lot of um, other things that aren't normally part of a tour. Um, so it's something to think about if you're, if you're touring with just adults, um, it's, it's a, uh, you know, one of those bucket list kind of experiences that, uh, uh everybody I, who I've talked to who's, who's taken a, ba- a backstage magic tour has come back saying that it was a terrific experience and, and they're thrilled that they did it. One of the, one of the, um, backstage tours that I would really love to do, which is a seasonal tour is the Yuletide tour where they go back and and show you about how they get ready for the holidays at uh, Disney World. Yes. Yeah, and that one is a, a seasonal tour. Um, again, it's 16 and up because they do spend time backstage. But uh, 16 and up, and it runs from, uh, it's essentially the month of December. It runs from November 30th to December 30th uh, and does not run on Christmas Day. And the nice thing about the uh, Yuletide it's called the Yuletide Fantasy Tour. Um, the nice thing about that tour is that, uh, unlike most tours, they don't require you to pay uh, theme park admission separately. You I can, didn't know that. Yeah, That's... yeah, you can pay just for the tour, um, and it's uh, eighty-four dollars per person. Yeah, that that sounds, Both of those sound like really interesting tours that I'll eventually get to. <laughs> they they sound like a lot of fun. All right. Um, now, before we wrap up, um, I, I wanted uh, Chris to talk a little bit uh, in more detail about uh, his recent experience with his with his kids on the Wild Africa Trek tour. It's a relatively new tour that is uh, done at Animal Kingdom. And um, Chris, why don't why don't you kind of tell us about your experience and what you liked about it and whether you'd recommend it? Yeah. Well, I think. Um... I'll start by saying yes, I would recommend it. Um, the uh, the tour is at Animal Kingdom, like you said. It is, uh, I believe, open for everyone greater than eight. Um, there is, uh, at some point on the Disney website, it says greater than nine, but at other points it says greater than eight. And when I called them and told asked about it, it is greater than eight. Um, I can tell you that because my year old daughter went on it with us. Good to know. Um, they have corrected the website. It now says eight and older. Oh, good. Okay. Because it was conflicting things previously. Um, but uh, it's a little more expensive. The tour is, uh, it, it's gone up in price since we've done it. I believe it's $189 a person. Yeah, me? you know, it's this is one of those things. It's such a new experience that I'm not sure that they've settled on a price. Right. Because at this point, it says under, under price on the website, it just says includes tour and photo CD, call for pricing. Right. Yes. Um, it was 
it, it started at 129, then it went to 159, and I think it's at least 189 now. It does include um, a CD of pictures, and the pictures are not just the pictures that you get on the Wild Africa trek, but they're actually all the pictures that um, you get taken at Disney World during your stay. So you essentially get a, um, a free PhotoPass CD for doing the tour, um, which, you know, is, is nice to have. Um, and well, so you get some value from that. And and given the fact that a, a PhotoPass CD is uh, is is what hundred dollars normally? Bucks, yeah, yeah, it's about a hundred dollars. So it, it can be a it's you know it's a good it's a decent deal. You know you only get one PhotoPass CD per family. So right. um, you know if you're if you're going by with just one other person, then it's a really good deal. If you're going with five people, it's a little less of a good deal. But but it still was good. I mean, we had about 500 pictures on our yeah. PhotoPass CD, so it was it was quite spectacular. And they they took several um, they took it over 100 pictures the day we were there on the Wild Africa trek. So um, uh, it was it was they did a great job. They had someone who stood there and took pictures of you the whole time you were there. So you start off in the um, you start off in the front of of Animal Kingdom. Well, wait, back up one step. Yeah. Because I think this is important to people who are considering this tour. When do you start out up front? It is it is <laughs> early in the morning. Um, it is uh, I believe um, I think that there are new times now, but uh, when we did it, it was early in the morning, and it's a, a three hour tour. Um, it's uh, it's a long so it's a long tour. Um, and uh, there's um, uh, there's not a lot of bathrooms. Just throwing that out there, if you have the, if that's an issue for you. Um, the uh, we got there just as the park opened, um, and we did uh, the four, first tour of the morning because we we targeted that because we wanted to see the animals at their most awake. Um, so uh, they do, I believe, do tours during the day now. Um, stagger them out a little bit. Um, but we did the first one of the morning. Uh, so they, you start out at Animal Kingdom and, uh, at the front gate, and they lead you back um, toward uh, uh, toward the um, the uh, safaris. So they lead you back toward Africa, toward the safaris, and there's um, uh, a building now right by um, uh, right, you know, as you enter that part of the park where there's a new sign that says Wild Africa Trek. You'll notice it. It's not hugely obtrusive, but it's over on your left as you're going up there. And they lead you to a... It's not a backstage area, but it is a... Um, it's an area that you would not normally go to. Uh, there's... The Wild Africa Trek is kind of a strange mix of backstage and... Um, and uh, on stage, they the guides will, um, for the most part, uh, speak as if you know you were on stage and you're in Africa, and um, they they don't really break character, um, especially if there's a lot of children on the um, on the trek. But you know, every now and again, they will talk to the adults and break character a little bit. And so I imagine if you're on a tour with all adults, they might do that more frequently. So you go back to this um, this area, and uh, they put you in your harness. Um, the harness is uh, so that when you get closer to the animals, you have um, you know a full uh, harness that goes around your chest and your torso, and there's the straps that go around your leg. 
um, so that uh, if you were to fall, it would you would not get very far. Um, now let's let's explain the the one of the reasons for this is that uh, a good portion of this tour is spent sort of walking along a ridge with the animals sort of below you. Right. Is that, There's accurate? A- that is correct. There's a part of the tour where you walk um, right near the hippos, and then there's a part of the tour where you're walking over the alligators and over where the um, the, the tour buses for the safari ride go, or the safari attraction, excuse me. Um, so they put you in these uh, these harnesses. They give you a water bottle, um, and they give you uh, headphones. The headphones are really interesting because... Um, as you go out into the park after they've strapped you in, um, they're uh, continuing to talk to you and they can um, continue to tell you things about the park and about the, um, the uh, you know, the area and about uh, what you're doing that you wouldn't normally be able to hear. So should, they don't have, the tour guide does not have to shout and you know, there sounds like they're right there. So they let you spread out a little bit. and. When we did it, we did it in April this past year. It was really crowded. We, you know, we were not close to our tour guide, but it sounded, but we didn't miss anything she said, um, and it was, it was really nice. Um, so once they've strapped you in, they take some pictures, and then they lead you out um, toward where you would normally get on the um, uh, enter the safari. Uh, as if you were, you know, a regular guest, and um, there's the train to Rafiki's Planet Watch right there. Um, you kind of go between those two, along where, and the first area you enter is um, uh, where the hippos are. You have to walk. Uh, you have to walk a fair amount to get to where you need to go. So if mobility is an issue, this is not the tour for you because you are climbing over things um there is not the path is not uh you know a paved path or even a level path um you are you know climbing in and around things um i'm sure it's all very well uh themed and you know it doesn't you're not really climbing through things as much as you think but but you do you you know climbing well even if it's even if it's even if it's themed it is a a wild africa trek tour it's supposed to be wild africa trek that is absolutely right and um the first place they take you is with the hippos and uh for us they were feeding they were feeding the hippos in the morning i wonder if they do this for all of them but they were doing it for us um where they brought the guides brought lettuce and they were throwing it down to the hippos to bring them over to us um which was really neat and you go out and they hook you onto a um they hook you onto a, a, a strap and uh, you can lean right over that ledge and see that hippo right down there. And it's about eight to 10 feet below you. Uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty impressive um, to be that close to that animal. And you get some pretty spectacular pictures that they take as well as you take. You can bring your own camera on this tour, which is really nice. Um, the camera, ha- everything you have has to be on a strap that's attached to you in some way so that you can't drop it. Um, but you can bring, you know, you can bring a, a, whatever camera you want and take as many pictures as you want. Um, and, uh, and they are pretty fun. Um, I should say that uh, two of my children are very brave and one of my children is less brave. Uh, and even the less brave child um, did fine on this tour and um, was, 
he was a, a, a child who had said, I'm not going to walk over the alligators. They're going <laughs> to. And we said, you know what? It's Disney. Nothing bad is going to happen to you. And, and he did. He did great. So um, excellent. Yeah. So uh, it worked out fine. So then after the hippos, they take you over these bridges and the bridges, as we explained to my less brave child, were seemingly, seemingly uh, unsteady. Um, they uh, they had wooden planks, but underneath them were very sturdy um, uh, netting. And actually, you could jump up and down on the netting. And one of the guides, who was you know a big, six foot tall, big, big strong guy, would jump, got on the uh, the netting and jumped up and down to show that you can't break this netting. Um, and you walk across the netting. Uh, you're you're above the. Um, you're above the cars for the uh, the safari. You can look down and see the cars. When you're on the safari ride, you can look up and see the people crossing them. Um, you uh, you don't get that close to the alligators. You're maybe about 20 or 30 feet above the alligators, um, which is fine. Uh, that's pretty. That's about as close as I want to get to the alligators. There, there apparently used to be a gorilla part of the tour, but um, from what I've read online, the gorillas didn't like um, having all these strange people come through, so they closed that part of the tour. Um, but uh, but we didn't miss it. We had plenty to do. So after the alligator, after you go through the alligators, um, they put you in your own um, your own truck, uh, where you have um, where you basically go around the Kilimanjaro Safari, and um, you see what's out there. And the, the great thing about that is that um, you pull off the track and you can drive a little bit closer to the animals that are are um, are out there. You can stop. You can um, wait and see if an animal will come. Um, and it, it's really um, a very relaxed part of uh, the tour. And you you know you're with I think the maximum on this tour is ten or twelve. So you know you're with um, not that many people, so you, and two guides, so you get a real individualized um, uh, instruction about the animals. Um, you know, you can you, you can really take your time and and see the safari in a way that you normally wouldn't uh, wouldn't get to see it. After you've gone through the safari, they take you to a observation station, where they give you a spectacular. Um, uh, it's not really a lunch, but it's a kind of a, a heavy snack. Um, they they have um, these trays of food uh, that they carry with them out there, and uh, it's really uh, delicious. Some of the things they have uh, a lot of natural um, African style foods, but um, uh, you know a lot of uh, uh, fish as well, and um, other treats and it was uh it was a lovely experience and you said that this is definitely something you would you would recommend even at the higher prices absolutely absolutely i'd recommend it i don't i don't think it's something you necessarily need to do more than once but if you can possibly afford this trip it is it is a, a spectacular experience especially if you have someone in your family a child who would just adores the animals my eight-year-old daughter adores animals she loves everything about them and uh, she just ate up this whole thing. It was the highlight, I think, of her entire Disney experience ever uh, <laughs> of all our trips. So um, I would definitely recommend it. Well, yeah, it sounds great. I mean, that sounds really fascinating. 
Yeah, it really is. It really is. Give yourself some time. Don't book anything for lunch um, because you want to. You want to. If you have really cool guides like we did, you're going to want to stay out there as long as possible. Well, you know, I, I think the one thing I, I take away from this whole conversation is that uh, you know both of you, CJ and Chris. Um, you know, doing different tour experiences and in different parks and doing all kinds of, of uh, these different experiences, the one constant was that in each case, they were quality experiences that were, you know, you felt when you were done that it was money well spent. Yeah, oh, absolutely. De- definitely with me. It's the, the dive quest, uh, we still talk about it and we still look at the video. And, you know, for us, it was um, really the cast members, too, made a huge difference. And just uh, interacting with them uh, like that, they are just so committed to Disney and to the experience. Uh, you know, the, the ones that have up that have up front doing these tours are just so enthusiastic that it's really infectious. And you really just want to uh, to have fun and to learn and it's just a great experience. Yeah, and, and another thing is, um, I know with some of the tours, certainly the, the Dive Quest one, um, they make a contribution uh, as part of your ticket price to their uh, Disney conservation efforts. Uh, and uh, so you get you know, a, a good experience and you know you're also giving a little bit to a good cause. Yeah, I know that's true of the Wild Africa Trek as well. I'm yes. Sure. Well, gentlemen, um, thank you so much for sharing your experiences with us here. Um, I think that, uh, you know, this is a good example. This is a, a topic that uh, was a, a suggestion topic. It's it's one that a, a fellow Diz Dad posted on our, our website and suggested that we explore. Um, you know, uh, before we started recording, I mentioned that we've got a small panel this week. Uh, no big deal. You know, if we, we run a little short. I don't have a problem with putting up a short show. Well, you know, we've been recording for over an hour and you wouldn't even notice it. Um, we've just well, been, you know, we had quality. We didn't have quantity. We had quality. <laughs> it certainly feels that way. Um, I think, I think you really did share with our listeners a, a good range of experiences here, some good detail, really helpful stuff. Um, and like I said, this was a, a topic, um, that was uh, suggested on our website. Um, we love doing shows that come from uh, you know, our listeners. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. So you can email us at uh, podcast at disdads.com. Uh, visit the website at disdads.com. And there's a, a page for the podcast there where you can uh, enter your suggestions. We're on Twitter at disdadspodcast. And you can participate in our ongoing discussions in the Disdad subforum of the Disney for Families forum on the disboards.com. Uh, Thanks again to CJ and Chris. Uh, We'll be back with you in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening. This has been a Wizard of Oz production.